Why don't you start it off this time right. in the beginning? No, I, I thought, oh yeah, I thought I started the last one off. That's number two. Okay, whatever. Welcome to Marriage Sucks Podcast. This is episode three. Three. Uh, we're going to be talking about fighting fair today. We're talking about fighting. Get ready. This going to be good. We actually are sitting here. We just went to the gym together kickboxing gym that was our date night tonight we have a babysitter watching the kids and i felt like i was preparing for this podcast because i was just punching <laughs> and i was fighting and i felt really strong now i, now I feel really tired because i'm out of shape <laughs> <laughs> but i feel like we're going to talk about how to fight fair uh, we'll probably talk a little bit about some of the fights that we've had and i'm sure if you're listening right now by yourself or with whoever you're dating or your spouse you're probably going to start thinking of some pretty epic fights of your own because one thing that I've realized is that when you're this close to someone in a marriage relationship, that there are going to be times that frustration is there or things just make you upset. And maybe it's not necessarily your spouse. Maybe it's work or life circumstances or whatever. But you are going to get to places where you disagree, where you argue, and where you fight. And I think that we've at least found some things that help us to not <clears throat> have those things bring us down. Yeah, so today we're going to share a couple of our best fights. There was a fight, which I'm going to go ahead and put out there, trying to have a heated discussion or – I don't. the word fight is a little strong. Um, it's a little aggressive, an yeah, argument there's maybe. No, there's no fist fighting going on here. No, we yeah. don't even really aggressive yell. One of our best fights, worst <laughs> best fights, <laughs> was trying to have a discussion in bed and – it got really heated, and at the end of it, I think I was ready to just tap out. I was done talking. I exactly exactly that stopped talking, and um, Andy wanted to keep talking, and I just wanted him to leave me alone. So I possibly said the worst thing I could have ever said to anyone. I don't know that I've ever spoken to anyone like that, for the record. Um, I can't even say it out loud. I can't say yeah, it to you. It's definitely not appropriate. It's not appropriate for this kind of um, setting, but it was really bad, you guys. And I felt awful right as the words left my mouth. I felt awful that I said it, and I knew I hurt Andy's feelings. And honestly, I just wanted him to leave me alone because I wanted to go to bed. Yeah, that, that was the, the method you chose to get me to stop talking is let's just be really mean. Yeah, but I, I think that out of that one we learned we cannot have those types of mm-hmm. talks, arguments, discussions before bed. They're Absolutely, that that's a that's a bad situation. Um, we learned that one the hard way. I think another one we don't need to go through in grave detail, but at the beginning of our marriage, we had a fight about holidays. And the last episode was about family and how do we handle that. But one of our best fights was in the car on my birthday. We were actually driving. We were following other friends. They were ahead of us. We were driving somewhere. I don't know where it was. But we were in the middle of holiday season coming up on Christmas trying to figure out when we did get back to Texas because our family's there. um, Who were we going to see? How long would we be with them? How long would each family get of our time? And it just is so stressful, and it caused us to be stressed. And then so we started fighting about that in the car on the way to this thing, and it ended up being really heated. And men, you might um, resonate with this, maybe ladies too. But my wife, as we're arguing, sometimes she just is over it, so she just decides she's going to do something to just end it without us agreeing on it. 
And so in this situation, we were talking about my family specifically. My sister had text about, are you going to be here for this or whatever? And I had told Abby, don't respond. We are talking about this. We're not done talking about this. And Abby grabs her phone, doesn't say a word to me, responds, press send. And I was so angry. <laughs> you were pretty angry. Because I was saying, I'm telling, and I'm not typically the kind of man or husband that says, I'm deciding everything. You'll listen to whatever I say, whatever. But this time I was saying, Abby, I'm telling you, don't press send. Do not send that. We're not ready yet. We didn't decide yet. Abby did it anyway. It blew up into this whole thing. And we ended up not going out for my birthday. It was just a bad night. But that came again from terrible communication. We just we didn't know the rules of how we should engage in a discussion that leads to an argument. We didn't have any of those tools yet. We were fresh into marriage. Yeah, that was a pretty bad fight. Ruined that birthday. Just did it. It was great. <laughs> Called the babysitter, came home. Uh, yeah, we have other. We have a lot of other stories. I'm sure that you guys would enjoy to hear, but it would take up far too much time. And so, um, I would say right now, just even in the middle of this, if you have an idea or a story about a best fight, or if you want to ask us more information specifically on those things, you can always email us, uh, marriage sucks podcast at gmail. We'd love to respond, or you can always search for us on Instagram, marriage sucks podcast. We'd like to connect with you in one of those ways. But I think we. I think we should transition into some things we found that work. Yeah, I think through through fighting, which if you're married and and even dating, you learn that that is how you learn to to do things well or do things better is by actually going through it. And I think these are some of the things we've learned um, by experience, or even we've done a lot of ca- couples counseling together. A lot. And we've gotten a lot of really good tools there, and that's been extremely helpful for us to avoid blowout fights. Well, I think, I mean, yes, we did go to a lot of counseling. We actually still go to counseling. That's super valuable for us. I would say some of the things that we've learned, I'll just list an off. You can take one. And But we mentioned earlier, everybody's got different personalities. Everybody has different things about how they're going to fight, what their upbringing was, what, what they had modeled for them. And so... Abby, part of her personality, part of just who she is, if we reach a certain point where I frustrated her enough or in the argument we're going to go in circles and it's just not working, Abby's preference is just to stop talking at times. (laughs) And so especially early on, you would just shut down and you would put up a wall and you would not say anything. As soon as you hit that threshold, you stopped. And That was probably one of the most frustrating things for me because I would be in the middle of talking. You would say something to me. I would try to respond. You just wouldn't say anything. And I would say, wait, are you done talking? And that's what I heard was silence. It's the silent treatment. She gave me the silent treatment, guys. (laughs) I'm really good at it. But on the opposite side of that, for me, if we're going through something, even if I'm really upset or angry or any of those things, I want to keep talking in that moment until we figure it out. And what I'm learning is we usually can't figure it out right then. It's hard for me to admit that. And also for Abby, she needs time to go away, to process, to think through what you're feeling. And so one of the points we have is just that you can choose another time to resolve this. It doesn't have to be in the moment. And there's really two parts to that. I won't talk the whole time, I promise. Number one, if one of you is feeling the desire to shut down or to not continue the conversation, you have to in a healthy way, communicate that and say, I don't think we're getting anywhere. I need some time. And then you can agree we're going to stop talking. You can't just 
shut down completely. That's not good. Yeah, and I think where we learned to meet in the middle with that one because and this is all about compromise and meeting each other in the middle for both both parties' needs. Um, Andy is wanting to fix it and talk and process out loud, and I'm the opposite. I need to be quiet and have a break and be able to process before I can continue talking. And what we've learned is is I'm able to say, hey, I'm going to need a break. Can we finish this later? And Andy needs to hear from me, hey, we are going to finish this discussion, this this talk and if I say at the end, you know, by the end of the day or maybe in the morning, depending on the time of it, um, I can give a time so that Andy knows he can look forward to that, but also give me space to process. Another thing that I know we've talked about a lot is validating each other's feelings. Now that I've learned those words really well through a lot of money and counseling of how to validate. I'm still terrible at this. i I don't want to always categorize what men are are better at or women. I think everybody can have different feelings when it comes to their role in fighting and all that stuff. I would just say for me, in our relationship, it's a lot harder for me to validate. I think what I know of men in general, it's probably harder for us to validate. When I say validate, I mean Abby, my wife, can say something to me or she can express something, a feeling, an emotion, a problem, and I can't have my first reaction be try to fix it and I think by my nature I probably respond with I want to fix it right away and that just seems to me like no you're telling me the problem I'll give you the solution let's move on and it probably isn't what you're wanting from me most of the time yeah no I think it is a lot of times of me saying hey I need you to listen and hear me out this is how I'm feeling and I think we both have had to work on validating the other person's feelings instead of being, you know, saying that's dumb. Why do you feel that way? Or that's stupid to feel that way or for you to think that versus saying, okay, I can see how you could feel like that. Or I'm sorry, you know, that that does hurt your feelings. Um, even if that's unintentional or if you're, you know, the other person's reading it the wrong way, regardless, they feel that. So I think validating that is a really really important thing. I think it's I'm learning and I'm still very much in process, but I'm learning it's almost more helpful to you if I just admit what you're feeling is true. I get that. That's got to be really difficult. Even if I think I see the solution or I see the why do you feel that way or any of those things that are in my brain, if I can just put that to the side and validate what you're feeling, for the most part that helps you more than even if I gave you a solution that was going to work. I just need yeah. to give you the space to process. Yeah. I also think um, I actually a counselor of mine gave me the example of, you know, when Abby's talking about something and I'm thinking about validating her feelings, think of it like a bucket and I'm going to fill the bucket with just validation. I don't, I'm not going to, I can't fill it with more words. I can't fill it with answers or solutions to the problem. I have to just respond with, I get that. I understand that's difficult. All those things. And if I fill the bucket, it does so much more good for you than Anything else I could do. Yeah. Which is really hard. And I yeah. suck at this. Um, our third thing that we, um, our third and last thing we want to talk about uh, when it comes to fighting is a very good friend. And you know what? We have to give credit to, we have had a lot of really good um, people, healthy couples that are older than us, that have been there before us give good advice in in marriage and one thing they told us is to create fighting boundaries so then anytime 
a, a fight or an argument or disagreement arises, you both know like there's there are going to be some boundaries you're going to stay um, in and not cross those. And for us, here are, these are a few that we have. Um, one is no yelling. Now we raise our voice and have some moments of getting pretty. You know, when we know the other person's pretty upset. Um, but we, we do our best to never yell at each other. We can raise our voice. We can be firm. We can do any of those things. But if we cross the line into yelling or I would say screaming at one another, that is not going to be healthy no matter what you're screaming. Yeah. Uh, the next one, no swearing at the other person. <laughs> That's true. We, I don't know that we've ever of usual – that's not a usual thing for us. Well, I'm not going to cross the line and tell you what Abby told me when she was – in the, one of the fights she was talking about, but there was a I word swore. in there that was not good. Yeah, I swore. And here's the thing. You might feel differently about this, and I don't want to offend whoever's listening. Abby and I feel the freedom to use bad words in a fight, but not at the other person. I could say I'm really something mad, but I wouldn't say a swear word at my wife or at you. It would be or tearing. Call, yeah, or name calling. We don't do that. We don't. So you can use words to express yourself, just not at someone. That's uh, that's a big rule for us. Another word for us. Um, I'm sorry. Another rule for us is that we never, ever, ever use the word divorce in a fight. And that's a line that we just don't cross. I think something that we've read about, that we've heard people say, is that once that word's even thrown into the mix, it's a possibility then. And that's not for us. Abby and I really believe that once you're married, uh, there's only a few exceptions to what would really constitute getting out of marriage. And those are select. That's in the Bible. We would talk more about that. But um, for the most part, we're in this for the long haul. Even if that means we're fighting or upset or any of those things, we just don't even let the word divorce come into it. Now, I'm so sorry to be like this. I do want to say, if you're listening and you're wondering, because you're in the situation of maybe you are divorced or you needed to get divorced, we very much believe there are some real scenarios that that's the best option. Now, I don't like that it is, but there are some scenarios that we would say, if this is happening, if this is in your life, or if this is being happening to you, then that's completely unhealthy. You need to get out of that relationship. Yeah, I so, agree. In case you're listening, we don't think that it's <laughs> impossible. If that's the option and you've gone through it and you've gotten some counseling for it and your pastor is still telling you this is the right thing to do, then yeah, we trust that. Yeah, I think for us, we know in our marriage that's just not a fighting word. We don't threaten with that. We don't put it out there. We don't. It's, it's not a, it's taken lightly, so we just choose to not use it. <clears throat> uh, the last one is kind of silly, but... I think um, where I the way I grew up and the stuff that I saw um, when my parents would argue or be upset, they would tend to either someone slept on the couch or someone slept in another room. And for some reason, I'm not sure what. Maybe I need to go through a little more counseling to figure this one out. But I just don't like the way that feels. And so I think Andy and I have agreed. No matter how mad we are at each other. If we can have space away from each other, and, and I've definitely done that. I've gone to sit in the living room for a little bit before I've actually gone to bed. Um, but I just don't like sleeping in opposite rooms. And these are, I mean, that's our list really of kind of the boundaries that we know if we enter onto that field of a fight, we know that we're not going to hit those guardrails. That's at least going to help us navigate towards a solution. I would say as you're thinking about this with whoever 
you're going in life with, you should come up with your own list. You should think through what things really matter to you. Now, that might be different based on your upbringing or anything else, but we only mentioned a few of our fights, but fights will happen, and they don't have to be destructive. It doesn't have to cause you to not talk to that person for days or there to be such tension until you finally resolve it. There can be tension. That's going to happen, but um, for us, the biggest thing I think we've learned is that fighting is going to be a part of our relationship at times because we both have things we feel very strongly about, Um, but if we can communicate openly if we can also agree at times we need to push pause on this. We have to wait and bring this up later. That's going to work. We also validate each other's feelings, and we follow our boundaries for fighting that um, these are ways that we can really not let it become a big deal and things that just completely derail our marriage. Now, wrapping up um, this our time together, um, one thing that I know Andy does really well, I really, really do suck at this, When we're having an argument and we're feeling like it's going nowhere, Andy will take the lead and say, hey, let's pray together. Now, I have a really hard time with that because anytime I'm upset, I don't want to talk out loud. I don't want to pray out loud together. And um, he really has pushed me to do that. And, And it always ends really well, but it's really hard for me to get there. So I would say one scripture verse that I try to lean in on when it comes to marriage as a whole, my attitude towards my husband, um, towards my marriage, our relationship, but specifically in fighting is in First Corinthians 3, 4 through 8. It's a really common verse. Uh, love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self Seeking it is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. So I, I think overall, if we look at that, what I like to do is put my name in place of love. And am I being patient? Am I being kind? Am I not keeping any record of wrong? Really persevering when stuff gets really hard in marriage there. We pay a lot of money for counseling. We have a lot of healthy uh, marriages that are that surround us that we have to look to and get advice to and or advice from. And so I, I would suggest a lot of, you know those doing those things to have really good support. That's it, friends. That's episode three uh, for our podcast. Thank you for listening and letting us talk about some of our fights. Uh, I didn't get angry at all during this. This was. This was awesome. This was nice. (laughs) Hey, again, a reminder, if you would ever like to reach us and give us a comment or ask us a question or just share a story of yours, please email us. We'd love to hear from you. You can find us at marriagesuckspodcast at gmail.com. Or you can search for us on Instagram at marriagesuckspodcast. That is a good place to find us. Yeah, find us. Tell us what you think about this. Please review, if you don't mind. Uh, Give us a good rating, and hopefully more people can listen in the next time, episode four. Coming soon. See ya.